Ride the Vibes, a refreshing, fun, and informative experience. Join Stephen Winnie on VoiceTube Studios. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ride the Vibes. This is your host, Steve. And this is your host, Winnie. Today, we have a very special topic about a big social issue, and we're going to be talking about LGBT today. Mm-hmm. That's a very exciting topic for me. So who do we have on the show today? We have a special guest who is a co-worker from the Hero Team. Levi, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Levi. Nice to meet you guys. And as you know, today's topic, I am one of the LGBT community members, and uh, I'm happy to get invited today. Yeah. Oh, you're representing the LGBT community in uh, VoiceTube. Exactly. <laughs> hey, why why do you have why do you have this uh, British accent? Uh, because I used to study in the UK, so that's why. Which means um, today I'm gonna bring you guys a lot of interesting experiences of mine when I was uh, in the UK, and also some like some stories of my childhood and school life. All right, I'm looking forward to hearing what Levi has to say on the show. Um, before we get to Levi's personal stories, let's talk a little bit about LGBT then and now. Sort of the idea of how LGBT has changed within our own lifetimes from our childhoods to now. All right, so I think I can start with me. For me, I think um, the biggest change is that I think people are now more um, accepting. And I think people are understanding this thing a little bit better because when I was younger, I think people always ask me this question of, like, are you a boy or are you a girl? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I Actually, I have, I had this kind of experience as well, because when I was, like, when I was a kid, and because I was a bit more feminine, do you know what feminine means? Mm-hmm. Which means that a, a boy acting like a girl, mm-hmm. then I would be called uh, something like, hey, Sissy, or hey, Levi, you're quite girly. But actually, I didn't mind that. But uh, deep down, I still felt quite frustrated every now and then because I thought, it, I mean, it should be normal because this is just me and why can't you understand me? So that was basically how I thought at that time. Yeah, I think I'm still going through this a little bit, but um, but I think it's mo- mostly on, on the family side and also because I'm in a church, right? And I'm not saying that all the churches are against this, yes. but most Christianity churches, they are against this. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, I think the society as a whole, um, they are becoming more accepting and more understanding. Friendly. Yeah, friendly definitely course. more friendly. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I think the last generation, like my parents' generation— um, they just didn't have the same education, and we were talking the other day about Alan Turing, the famous scientist who decoded the German German codes in World War II and who created the famous Turing test for AI. He w- he came out as a gay guy in, I think, the 1950s or 1960s mm-hmm. in the UK, and they gave him like electric shock treatments and basically destroyed his whole life to the point yeah, where I think he killed himself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, you can just see how much times have changed just in the last 50 years. Yeah, I mean, even even when when I was, uh, cause I I've I've kn- I've known that I I am gay, you know, all along, yes. you know, yeah. uh, ever since I was a kid. And I think back in the days, the teachers um, they were sort of giving me a hard time. But then I think starting from high school and college, you can really see that the teachers are understanding. And, you know, when they ask you if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they wouldn't say, um, hey, if you have a boyfriend or what, they would say, hey, do you have a partner or something? Mm-hmm. And um, you just actually remind me of, um, like, my professor back in, in college because 
uh, I majored in English language and literature. And like most people in Taiwan would know that uh, students from these departments would usually be like uh, girls. And so boys in these departments will always be considered like almost like gay people. And I still remember that once when I took a course and my professor was talking about uh, some issues uh, about homosexuality and I was I I I can't I couldn't help feel so ashamed and the reason why I felt that way was not because the professor was talking about something concerning gay people I finally like in the end I realized it was all because of me because I wasn't open-minded enough to accept my own sexual identity Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it took uh, me a lot of time to like to get over that. Yeah, I think that's a really crazy story. And I mean, I guess for me, for someone that's more heterosexual, we're more accepted in society. So my question to you guys is, I mean, like, before you come out to someone, how frustrating is that? Like, what is the feeling like to have that stuck inside you and know that it's how you, know that it's your identity, but not necessarily be able to tell someone or release it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Levi, do you want to go first? Oh, no, you go first. Thank okay, you. well, for me, it's just, it's um, extra frustrating for me is, like I said, I'm at church. Uh, sometimes, you know, and also because I'm still working as, like, partly a freelancer, and sometimes if people, they, they assume that you are straight, and you're kind of just worried about if, like, what if you tell them that they are, um, what if you tell them that you are, uh, you know, part of the LGBT community, what's going to happen, because that did happen to me once. I lost a gig because um, they knew that I was gay, mm-hmm. and they thought that um, it was a teaching gig, so they, they might think that it's not for the kids. Yes. I mean, at church, I mean, the people are nice to me, and I, I mean, you can if you look at me, you can tell I am really, really just like, you can tell I'm a gay, mm-hmm. you know? But um, I think oftentimes... The people from the older generation or the people who are still a little bit, um, they don't really know what's going on. They still associate. Traditional. uh, Yeah, yeah. They still associate LGBT with sex. So they kind of feel like we're bad influence if we're teaching kids. Yeah. And uh, my story is uh, more about me and my family. I used to be afraid uh, to face that uh, to face the idea that someday I'm gonna have to come out uh, to my mom or my dad because my dad was uh, is that kind of a traditional uh, patriarchal uh, father and I don't think uh, he would ever accept that my sexual ad- identity and he would even you know like drive me out of the house once he knows that I'm gay but uh I did successfully come out to my mom, and the story uh, was quite interesting. Like, um, I know a lot of you, like, a lot of gay people have uh, tried to test, you know, test their parents whether they can uh, be accepting or friendly towards these kind of homosexual issues. So once I did this to my mom, one day when uh, she was reading magazines, and I was sitting on the sofa watching the television, and I don't know why it just occurred to me that, uh, okay, this is like the right time I need to come up to my mom and so I made my first step I asked hey mom uh, I've got one thing to tell you Uh, would you like to make a guess and she was like all the time she was very calm and she just told me that hey would you like to say just tell me directly and then because I 
I couldn't face this myself. So I, I was there for a long time and I didn't know what to say. And my mom was a bit impatient. And finally, I said, um, "Mom, I, I actually." And I haven't, I like, I hadn't finished my sentence. Then my mom just interrupted and uh, told me, uh, "Do you love guys?" And I was shocked. I didn't know what to say because I, I, I didn't realize that she, she, like, she would say this on my, on, on my behalf. And uh, I said, "Yes." Uh, like, are you okay with that? She didn't say anything. And uh, about ten or fifteen minutes later, she said, "As long as you're happy and safe, I'm okay with it. And next time when you bring your boyfriend home, make sure that you don't mix up with your pants with his." Yeah, that's all she said. Well, I think you're very lucky because me, on the other hand, is uh, is like a totally opposite situation. What kind of situation? I mean, do you mean that your fam like? Your family destroys you or something? Well, I'm pretty sure if they found out, they'll destroy me. But I think, I think they know. But they're just like in denial. Um, in in junior high school, it's when I first, uh, I when it's when I first had a girlfriend. Yes. I mean, I've always known I liked girls since elementary school. I would say since when I when I was eight or something. So, mm. kind of born with this and. Um, so I was, I was, well, of course, when you're dating someone, you're going to be kissing and stuff. And we took pictures of ourselves kissing. And um, the oh, photos. lovely. Yes, lovely. I'm, I'm a good kisser. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, <laughs> good to hey, know too much I'm information. proud. I'm proud, okay? I'm a good kisser. So, um, yeah, so we got photos on, on her phone of us kissing. And her mom found out. And um, this is like some crazy TV series. Um her mother took the phone and uh, she downloaded those photos and made them into like a CD, like a DVD thing. Oh uh, yeah, that's how crazy it is. And uh, her mom showed it to the priest or the pastor from our church. If I were you, I would definitely slap her face. If I were you, I would definitely slap her face. I wanted to slap her face. I mean, but I was like, I was um, 16. What else like, can I do? And uh, so... After after her mom showing the photos to uh, to to the priest and is it do we call it the priest or the pastor? I call it the priest. The priest. The priest. Yeah. Okay. Well, she showed it to the priest, and my mom was called to church, and uh, so they they told her whatever happened, probably not true because sometimes they make things up, and they were saying how I was seducing their daughter. How that, um, you know, her daughter was straight and how, how did she turn gay because of me or something. Like, that is just crazy. And uh, once my mom found out, I literally almost got beaten to death. All right, maybe I was a little bit dramatic about <laughs> that. Exactly. It got beaten to death, but it was, I, I definitely got beaten. And it was really frustrating. It was really painful. It was, uh, it was very violent, I, I gotta say. And, um... I think it also has something to do with the church that I used to used to stay in. Uh, it, they didn't handle it well, so it, it didn't end up very nicely. Okay, so uh, uh, my question is: after you had like after you suffered from all this, like how did you feel about like what the church did to you at that time afterwards? Well, um, 
Cause I I couldn't I couldn't really stay at that church anymore because the thing sort of just everybody everybody knew and I was um, sometimes when they're preaching I was kind of used as a as a bad example and for for someone who was only fifteen it mm-hmm. was really um, it was really painful and it was really Another hard to bone. bear yeah, yeah it was um, it was the only the only adjective that I can come up with is actually just painful did the priest ever talk to you one on one. I think they have, but it was a long time ago, but it was the the talking was more like they are telling me what to do. They keep saying stuff, but I don't really get anything to say back to them. So it's more like they're lecturing on you. They're lecturing you on your sins and what you're doing wrong. Mhm. Yeah, it's more like that. Yeah, it was it was a single event. I still go to church. I think it's just you know, they weren't handling it very well, and that's because it was from a long time ago. It was like almost 10 years ago, and people weren't as open as they, they are now. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't really blame them because this only happened because they don't really understand. It definitely has nothing to do with the church. It, I mean, I, I guess it's mostly oh, was like uh, about that person. Mm-hmm. It's, that it's about that person. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, about it the about church. Uh, the the church I am you know I, I am at right now they're really nice they're really kind I know that um, they're mainly I don't know I don't know if they're like really really against it but at least the people that I'm hanging out with they're okay with it and they're really supportive and they really do show me love so I still go to church and I still believe in this religion well that's an awesome story let's move on a little bit though and talk about a big question that someone actually um, asked us and that is is being gay a choice? Is it something that you can choose, or is it something that is um, more natural, or something that happens not by choice, like maybe biologically or genetically? <laughs> Levi, you go first. Oh. Well, um, I wouldn't say people asking this kind of question stupid, but um, actually, many of my friends uh, once asked me this question, and my answer, my answer would always be uh, a question as well, which is. Do you think that you're born? I mean, you were born loving men or women, and the only answer from them is I don't know. So, which means that we don't want this ourselves. Like, we don't know why we were born loving men or loving women, but it just so happened. It's so. Na- I mean, it comes so natural. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I've uh, I I definitely like watching uh, hot dudes. I I have like crushes on certain guys. Yeah, yeah, beautiful people. But um, you know, I've always been more into girls. Like, uh, okay, I'm I'm gonna say this that that might sound a little bit creepy, but sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> like when I was younger, um, my mom would take me to places. Um, she has like a lot of friends, so she would we would go meet different people. But then sometimes her friends are really beautiful, and maybe her friends' daughters are pretty beautiful. Yeah. I would definitely go. <laughs> I would definitely just like check them out or something. That doesn't mean I'm creepy. I'm just saying I I do enjoy. Um, looking at beautiful uh, things yeah. and i've always been into girls so is it a choice i don't think it is it just happens very naturally yeah i've heard stories about um the potential of it being a hormonal <clears throat> problem like when babies are in their mother's womb there's a certain amount of hormones that are distributed to the baby and if the if, if there's not enough hormones or if there's too much hormones it can affect um, different parts of the baby but one of those things that can affect is whether the baby comes out homosexual or heterosexual. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not a scientist. I don't know all the facts on this issue. 
Yeah, I have. I, I don't know anything about that either. I just know that. I'm just more into girls um, since I was a kid. All right. Well, I think it's pretty conclusive that being gay is not a choice. Um, let's move on to another question, which is about the dominant person in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So is it true that in a relationship with two men or two women, there's one person that's always more dominant than the other person? Mm -hmm. Well, for me, I would say from my previous relationships, I think it has something to do with personality, though. Uh, for me, um, for my last relationship, I was the dominant one. Uh, and for, for the relationship I have now, uh, my girlfriend is the dominant one. I think it has something to do with personality, but maybe Levi has more insight on this. Yeah, I kind of agree with uh, what Winnie just said, because um, it's like in relationship, it's more about uh, one's personality. Uh, so even though I like every now and then I still got bombarded with the questions like, hey, Levi, are you a girlfriend or a boyfriend in your, in your relationship? I know this is a, like a weird question to ask, but... I still understand what they're trying to say. So um, people asking you this kind of question, they don't mean ill. They don't mean anything like bad or evil about your identity. But they're just trying to uh, like figure out uh, your role in this relationship. So I would usually say, hey, for example, mom, I'm a boy. So of course, there are two boyfriends in this relationship. But the thing is, uh, curiously enough, there are actually some interesting terms in uh gay like uh gay culture for example if you're more dominant like more more strong or powerful or something then you would call uh that person a top a top which means like a uh, someone who is more like a man who is more dominant in a gay relationship and a bottom is someone who is more obedient and who is more maybe like um um how do you say that? How do you say what? Like, 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 like the definition of the who's button. more yielding? Like, yeah, he's, yeah, who's more yielding and who'd love to listen to like what, like uh, obeying. What the, yeah, obeying. Okay, this just like sounded what the top wrong. <laughs> it just sounded a little wrong, but uh, yeah. well, the funny part to me that this is like this is kind of a funny question in general to me because even in a heterosexual relationship between a man and a woman. There's not even it's not always like the guy is actually more dominant. I think that's a very traditional view. Yeah. But I definitely have a couple friends that are guys and straight and they actually want like a power woman, someone that can like kind of boss them around mm -hmm. and sort of like be very authoritative in that relationship. Yeah. So even in straight couples, I don't think there's always like, hey, you're the man, you're dominant and you're the girl and you're submissive. I don't think that's yeah, the case. Exactly submissive. Mm hmm. Well, uh, well, in my case, well, back to uh, in the beginning, you were talking about, uh, you know, there were people asking you if you were if you're the boyfriend or the girlfriend in a relationship. Right. Well, for me, um, in my previous relationship, well, my girlfriend now just calls me the girlfriend. But in my previous relationship, my girlfriend would call me a boyfriend. And I'm actually OK with that. And mm. I, I kind of like that. So I think it also has something to do with what you really like. Um, it depends on how you like identify being called. Yourself, yeah, yeah. It, it depends on how you identify yourself. So, I, I mean, I identify myself as a girl. But in a relationship, if I get called a boyfriend, it's fine for me with either. OK, so one question that I actually personally have and something that doesn't necessarily bother me, but it's been something that's been kind of hard to figure out is the terminology we use to refer to people in the LGBT community. Um, nowadays, there's a lot of names. Like you could say they're gay, they're homosexual, uh, they're in the LGBT community. What is What way do you guys find is acceptable or not acceptable? 
I don't mind people calling me uh, either gay or homosexual since uh, that I'm pretty fine. Like at the moment, I'm pretty fine with my own identity. So it doesn't matter how people call me. It's uh, for me, it's all about how I think of myself. So uh, so both names are, or both titles are fine with me. So how about you, Winnie? Well, uh, most people would think, you know, with a girl with a girl, people would, would think of lesbian. But I think, at least in Taiwan, as uh, at least as far as I know, people would just call me, um, are you gay or something? I'm totally fine with that. Uh, or sometimes people just come up to me and say, are you not straight? So, you know, there's like <laughs> different ways of asking us. It's totally fine. Um, as long as you're being polite and if you are not trying to make fun of us, yes. I think anything you say, we're going to be okay because we're like friendly people. Yeah, as long as you respect uh, one another. Mm -hmm. These questions that I've been asking throughout the episode have come from other co-workers and heterosexual uh, members of the community who we've asked to come up with questions. So we're trying to get the, we're trying to basically educate uh, people to learn more about same-sex culture and the LGBT movement as a whole. So uh, I think most of my experience are actually from when I am here, right? Because when I was in Canada, I was I was younger, and so um, most of my experience uh, regarding this is from Taiwan. But Levi, um, you you lived in the UK yes. at your prime time. <laughs> I would say as your, prime as your pri prime, prime age. <laughs> so, He's so old now. <laughs> so I, I think you can share um, your life, uh, you know, there and maybe some of the relationships that you've you've had there. I'm very curious. Okay, give me two seconds. I need to uh, reorganize uh, like my stories. I had uh, two official relationships with uh, two British people bef uh, when I was in the UK. And also I had uh, many several hookups as well. But anyway, when I was in a serious relationship with my ex-boyfriend, uh, his name was, uh, his name is Danny. For did you just <laughs> forgot his name? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to talk about this, uh, my relationship from two sides. One side is that how people think of my relationship, because back then this was an exotic and same-sex relationship. So uh, people once, like my friends once asked me, once you fly back to Taiwan, then how are you going to sustain this relationship? And I was like, mm, I'm not pretty sure, but I think uh, we'll f work it out like in the end. And the other part is that uh, from my side, from my point of view, when I was uh, hanging out with him or something, the everything was perfect. But the only thing which really, really bothered me was when I had a row, had an argument with him because I need to, I, like, I was trying so hard to pick up some, some words or some terms to fight back, but I couldn't. So uh, when, when things uh, came to that, the only thing I could do was just stay silent, which would just uh, worsen, you know, the relationship somehow. But except for that, everything was perfect. So, Levi, I think I understand that story, but what you're saying is because you guys were not only a same-sex relationship, but you were also speaking, it was also a second-language relationship, whereas you had to use English all the time. So it was hard when you get into arguments to state your side of the arguments. Exactly. It was always me speaking his language. So sometimes I just found it hard to carry on the conversation because I may be uh, forgetting some, some, some words, so I couldn't fight back right at the moment. Yeah. 
I mean, I have experience with that in my own relationship because I'm dating a Taiwanese girl and she speaks English very well and I can speak Chinese a little bit. Cool. Um, so we do have a, we do speak both languages, but when it comes to arguing, because English is the language we're both better at, we typically tend to speak that, which can be very stressful for her. And part of the problem with arguing in a second language, too, is sometimes you might say something and the meaning might get misinterpreted, misinter- sorry, misinterpreted, mm-hmm. and maybe sometimes that can cause problems, too. So I, I can imagine that it would be very frustrating, and I can't even imagine arguing in Chinese. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a problem, um, you know, when – it's not just like in a, in a same-sex relationship. It's like it's, it's – in if you're in, uh, in an inter, interracial relationship yes. – this is a problem because that's kind of also the problem that I'm going through with my girlfriend because uh, she's from she's from Eastern Europe, Slovakia, oh, and obviously um, English is not her first language, and English is well not my first, half but your first yeah, half my first. But sometimes we spit words out that we probably don't really mean, or we thought that um, has the same meaning, mm-hmm. and that leads to miscommunication sometimes. All right. Well, I think we've had a lot of great questions today, and um, we may end up doing another episode in the future that touches on some of these issues, and we might return to this topic. But for now, I think that's about all we can cover in one episode. So, Mm -hmm. Levi, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, thank you, guys. I feel really honored to participate in this episode. You're already invited for the next episode. Yay. (laughs) All right. See you guys next time. See you. See you guys next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to Ride the Vibes. We're happy you enjoyed the show. We want to take our conversations around the world to reach more listeners. It would be totally awesome if you could like, share, and subscribe. Please turn on the notification bell so you won't miss a single episode. And definitely get in contact with us if you have anything you want us to talk about in the future. See you next time, and once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.